Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Hebrews 10. One sacrifice of Christ is sufficient. For the law, since it is only a shadow of the good things to come and not the very form of things, can never by the same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered because the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have had consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins year by year. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, When he comes into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the scroll of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. After saying above, Sacrifices and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have not desired, nor have you taken pleasure in them which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first in order to establish the second. By this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time after time the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified, and the Holy Spirit also testifies to us for after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws upon their heart, and on their mind I will write them. 
he then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now, where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer any offering for sin, a new and living way. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and since he have, we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Christ or Judgment For if we go on sinning willfully, after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. But a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severer punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But remember the former days when, after being enlightened, you endured a great conflict of sufferings, partly by being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations, and partly by becoming sharers with those who were so treated. For you showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession and a lasting one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. God's law is not impossible and God's law is not difficult. In fact, it said um, in the actual Torah, as well as later, it says that that uh, his laws are easy. They're easy. And when you look at the laws and really dig deep into them, you can see how easy they are. They're really common sense. Um, for someone to say it's impossible, I think they're really just regurgitating what they've been taught in uh, seminary or uh, in church, which is not what the Bible says. Man says that, that God's law is impossible. And the one that I've heard so often is prior to Jesus, it was impossible for mankind to keep. No matter how hard they tried, they could not keep God's law because it was impossible. That's not true. It's not true. They failed at keeping God's law. That is true. But it was not impossible. The part that made it more difficult is not the law. 
Our flesh is what made it more difficult. Our body, we're made three in one, just as God is three in one. God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are body, soul, and spirit. But God made us and in seeing uh, for the design to be spirit first, soul second, and body third. So we live our lives and have been taught that we are body, soul, and spirit, and we put that priority on body first. And so we perceive things in the world physically. We don't perceive them spiritually. In fact, uh, Paul says, and Jesus said, both both stated that after being born again, you are to become, or you are made into a spiritual being. Your spirit comes alive. Prior to salvation, your spirit was dead, but it was present, but it wasn't active. It was dormant. But when you are born again, your spirit comes alive, and then you are to live as a spiritual being. You're supposed to perceive the world spiritually first. So the problem was not God's law. God's law is perfect. God's law is beautiful. God's law brings liberty and, and freedom and, and redemption and so many things. It brings peace and joy. God's law is perfect. Our body is the failed piece in this um, equation. Our flesh and the fact that this world is fallen. So <clears throat> God established a way to temporarily to um, daily and annually to wash away the sins of the flesh. But the sins of the flesh were washed away by a sacrifice of flesh. Human sacrifice is never accepted, ever. Um, in fact, they were told that they were not to sacrifice their children to Molech, which, by the way, is Molech is the pagan god for, uh, really, they would, they would sacrifice their children to Molech for a return from Molech in quality of life, for a better life, for, for blessings here on earth, which is pretty much the same argument that I hear with, um, unfortunately, with abortion. But our flesh was the imperfect part. So we would sacrifice something of this world, flesh, to try to fix that. But sin is not a flesh um, problem. The flesh was the problem leading us towards sin. Sin is lawlessness. And that is a spiritual thing. So the true error or the true fault was spiritual but the failure was physical. So there was a physical solution for a physical failure to cover a spiritual problem. And that does not work. So God created a solution. 
when Jesus died on the cross, he being a spiritual being, now he was fully man. He was fully man, but he was, the sacrifice was not just on the cross. The sacrifice was his sacrifice of deity. So he stepped down from heaven, a spiritual being to become a fleshly being, to stand in the place of that fleshly sacrifice once and for all to cover the spiritual problem or the, the, the spiritual, um, he was a spiritual solution for that spiritual problem, but his flesh was sacrificed to cover our fleshly failures. See, our flesh doesn't stop. Our flesh all of a sudden, after Jesus died on the cross, sin was not removed from the world. He did not come and sacrifice to wipe away all of sin. Sin still exists. He covered our failures and our fault in sinning. So he gave us justification for all the sin of everything that has ever happened. And he gave us um, a way to improve, to have a bent towards heaven and away from hell, to have a tendency not to sin, but we still have to deal with the flesh. So our flesh, because we still have that interaction with our flesh, we, we fail. We make mistakes. And Jesus, with his death and his sacrifice, he and his resurrection, he gave us grace. And that grace is not the same grace that's talked about all the way throughout the Bible, but that grace is the grace of salvation. It's the grace that when we fall, because he died and was our, our sacrifice, we can lean on what he did and we can say we're sorry. We can uh, diligently pursue perfection, but when we fail and fall short of perfection, we can repent. We can ask for forgiveness and grace covers it. We don't need to go and sacrifice once again. We can just lean back on the sacrifice that already happened at the cross. So um, the strategy or the key to being more successful is to stop living our lives, body, soul, and spirit. But once we accept Christ and once we understand what he did for us, he told us to start living a spiritual life. Look at things and perceive things spiritually. And the only way you can do that is by tapping into the spiritual gift that was given to us by, by really, um, spending time with God in conversation that never ceases and also in his word. Dig deep into his word because that is where you'll learn to live a spiritual life. We spent our entire life uh, up until salvation knowing and, and being taught how to live a, a uh, body or a physical life. But now, since salvation... We have to relearn what it looks like and what it means to live a spiritual life. And a spiritual life is not dormant. A spiritual life is not passive. A spiritual life is not 
sitting back and just letting things happen. A spiritual life is active. A spiritual life is pursuant. The spiritual life is unrelenting. A spiritual life is is um, being a key to helping God's kingdom to come and helping those who are still spiritually dead understand how important it is that they become spiritually alive. So Father, thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you um, <clears throat> that you've given away. You've given away to where we can overcome our flesh. And you've also given us a solution to the spiritual problem in what Jesus Christ did for us. So um, thank you for the sacrifice and thank you for the tools that you've given. I just pray that people understand that with this, we've been given all authority. We've been given all the power. We've been given everything, all the tools in the heavens to be able to live spiritually, even while we're still in this world. Um, and I just pray that you'd give us the courage to be able to live each day worthy of that sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.